Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, me. Birthdays. Right, so this is a bit of a story, really, about the start of, of the cure. Like, most people, you know, in in uh, who are not working musicians don't really understand that a lot of the time musicians spend most of their sort of... Uh, Waking hours? Waking hours, special occasions, anything, either on the road or in the studio. And so I spent, for the first five years of the cure, I spent my birthday most of the time in the studio. So my 21st birthday, which is, you know, quite a, a big one, right? Jimmy Young used to sing about it, right? Never been 21 before. You got the keys Key to the, the door. door right, right. So my 21st birthday, which was in 3rd of February 1980, I spent in Morgan Studios recording 17 seconds. So, I mean, it was kind of really a great birthday present for me because that was, you know, the first time we'd kind of made an album on our own terms completely. Yeah. So it was it was great. But, I mean, you know, the, I think somebody bought a cake. I think the, the studio engineer went out and bought a cake uh, and I think there was like you know streamers and jelly and stuff, and there, I think there's some strange photos of me in in a pink dress or something. But I, yeah, I couldn't be certain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then if you fast forward to different sort of holidays or occasions in the year, I was always coming back from tour on like Christmas Eve. It, it sounds kind of romantic, you know, you're on the ferry coming home from Christmas Eve, and I guess it kind of was, but you come home sort of absolutely beat, tired, and you sleep all the way through Christmas, and then Boxing Day, you might surface for a bit, you know, but everybody's going like, why don't you come down the pub? You go, uh, I've done that for the last, you know, 48 months. I don't really want to do it anymore, you know? It was always a real letdown in London. I remember, you yeah. know, like when we sort of like, let's just go out. And like everywhere was booked up with office parties. Yeah. Like everywhere, all your normal places you might go to, the club was closed, the bar was closed, or it was closed except for people that had planned and ticketed. And we, we, I was really bad at organizing things. Because when you were not <laughs> organized on the road, I had no idea when holidays were. No. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, London, London, sort of over the Christmas period, especially when it goes from, from like the end of Boxing Day for our American listeners, that's the day after Christmas uh, when they have boxing on the television. Yes, and lots of sports generally. Um, but they, you know, after that, from then until New Year's Eve, pretty much everybody uses that as an excuse to like not open any any store in the whole of the the towns and or or anything you know so you're just sort of wandering vacant empty streets for a few days you know it was sad sounds very bleak doesn't it sounds very bleak yeah. but i also i suppose it is that the fact that you know when 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 everybody else was on holiday or even the weekend when they were at the weekend thank you know good days the weekend let's all we were working 
Yeah, uh, all the time. The, na- the nature of it. You know, I don't mean to make you know like oh poor us. We had to work on all the holiday because we signed up for that. You know, that's what we signed up for. We, you know, like it's like joining you know monks in a monastery or something that we knew what we would have to do to do this but you know it is a i always used to say to people it's it's a fact of our life that every day is a saturday if you're in a band every day (laughs) is a saturday but it's not your saturday it's everybody else's saturday you know i do remember when first starting off that the weekend you know that's mostly when the best gigs were you know you had to you didn't really want to be playing wednesday night if you could help it no you know, no. Eric's on a midweek. It was like not a lot of things going on. It was rammed at the weekend. So if you could get like an opening slot with a visiting band, you know, be yeah. it like the Clash or Jane County or whoever it might be that weekend, the the cast and characters of um, many uh, weekends, many uh, I suppose nights when everybody else was living it large yes. and we were like stuck in a van or stuck in a room waiting yeah. waiting waiting well I, th- I think the usual thing was like you say you know you want to get the fridays and the saturday nights somewhere good because it's going to be absolute you know even if it's not somewhere good if it's somewhere that doesn't have many bands a friday and saturday night you're guaranteed a full house but you know the the gigs you get during the week are probably in the bigger cities <laughs> and, and you get monday nights or tuesday night ain't nobody coming out to see you you know, and you're playing to the barman, and uh, it's like, well, why are we here doing this? But you're laying the foundation, you know. But yeah, um, you know, it. I mean, it. You know, like I said before, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, as if as if it was a terrible, uh, you know, penance we were doing. We loved every moment of it, but um, you have to be young to love every moment of that kind of thing, you know, because it's it's very exhausting. Do you, do you know what? I had, Susie had birthdays a lot. Yes. And the cure, it seems, were like recording on your birthday early right. in the year yeah. for a release in the autumn, in the fall. Yeah, or even or earlier it, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because like records took, what, about three three months, right? Because you finished your album and you and then you forgot about it. And then three months later, everybody's going, oh, that's really good. And you're going, what? What's really good? And so, yeah, we so would we would do most of our stuff in in the earlier part of the year. Yeah. Sorry, you're February, right? Yes. Okay, I'm August. All right, so you're on the road for your birthday. Woohoo! That's always the same. You see, it's always the bus party. If yeah. I can even remember, you know, because it depends if you got a day off. If you got a day on, then you yeah. know everybody everybody hopes you've forgotten yeah. about it until the gig's over. Yeah. But that was the time. August, September. Usually September, we'd be heading over to the states. Yeah. When when with the banshees, I mean. Right. Because that's when the the colleges went back, and that's the gigs we were doing. Right, right. Oh, yes, the college gigs. Simon uh, Gallup's birthday in the Cure was all, well, he's a, a June. So Robert would always announce it from the stage and, and then we would have, you know, an excuse to like, oh, it's Simon's 24th birthday. We should have a party, you know, so, yeah. Did you play any birthday songs on stage? I think we might have done. I think we, a couple of times we might have sung him happy birthday. I'm not, I can't exactly remember, you know. Some some of it is lost in the mists of time. Quite a lot sometimes. <laughs> I do rem- I, I do recall the mist clearing as I'm speaking. Uh, yeah. But as I was saying, Susie always all, often had birthdays in the studio, and one of the first I remember was probably um, was the first time the creatures appeared. 
Um, oh, right, right. Just after we'd finished probably the writing and recording of Juju. Yeah. Um, and a song called But Not Them didn't make it onto that album. It was deemed to be not part of the album somehow, even though it's written at the same time. And we decided we would go off with Mike Hedges, who I think you also worked with. I know you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. For several albums, yeah. So, and we were up at Playground Studios in Camden Town. Right. And we were there for a weekend, and I imagine it must have been the 25th, 26th, or 26th, 27th, 28th of May. Right, right. Over the so weekend, yeah. It would always be that weekend, and it was Susie's birthday. And, you know, I think it, we didn't get, we just kind of got on with the work. You had to. So I have to ask you this question then. What, what, what did you get Sue for her birthday in the studio? What, what kind of little presents did you get? God, now you put me on the spot now. <laughs> you could just lie. Nobody's going to know. I can't remember. I can't. <laughs> well, that's, I, that's I, 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 Christmas was always the big time for presents. Ah. Birthdays, I think, was, you know, in a way, we just kind of ignored the birthday. Ignored them, yeah. yeah. Really? Who wanted to get old at that, that point? Well, you know? yeah. And that also, I mean, I, I think back about my childhood. My mother, I never knew my mother's real age until she passed because every birthday she would say, I'd say, how old are you now, mum? And she'd go, I'm 29 and a bit. You know, and a bit obviously got bigger all the time, but I could never figure out actually how old she was. So maybe that's uh, you know something the lady ladies don't like to discuss. You know, no, it was a mad rush to get to something like sixteen, and then oh god, uh, yes, of course, yeah. So then around about sixteen in England at that time, if you knew somebody in the pub, the bar, yeah, you could you and you knew somebody a little bit older as well. At sixteen, you might just be able to get in. Because yeah. drinking, drinking, legal drinking age was eighteen, right? Yes, yes, it was. Um, otherwise, you would have to wait a little bit longer. But I certainly didn't. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't actually remember the first time I went to the pub. But we did have a pub near us that didn't have. I don't think there was anybody in there, including the barman that was over eighteen. You know, I don't think there was anybody in the place there. And you know, the police would come down regularly and sort of drag people off. You know. But um, it was allowed to exist. It was it was a different it was a different time. We're going to sound very old here, aren't we? Oh, it was a different <laughs> time. Yeah, but it was. You know, I do remember. I do remember a birthday present I had made for Susie. Oh, what was this? A designer who I got friendly with. We were all friendly with him. Uh, his name was Colin Swift. Yes, I'm getting that correct. And he had a shop on um, near near Seven Dials in Covent Garden. I, I know Seven Dolls very well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it was next to the other, the other shop was I think Stephen King may have had the shop before him. Not the author. Not the not author. Scurry. Oh. Not the Shining. Not oh. Christine. Not Cujo. He, no, he would have got up in my est- well. I, he's up in my estimation. Anyway. He might have been. He might have been re- a relation or something. But Stephen yeah. King made big shirts. And if you look at my Wikipedia page yes. i don't know that photograph was from california apparently right oh Not, the big I mean, shirt the big the blue big shirt. blue shirt yeah ah, because he made those on, shirts okay. he made that shirt definitely uh, thank you Stephen. um <laughs> yes th- those were the days when we had we had a wardrobe lady yeah uh, to look after susie's costumes okay. and so we just you'd throw your your shirts in there as yeah, well and they come back ironed yes get them cleaned and ironed that that shirt i just put on post gig you can tell because yeah. it's not even wet under the armpits. Right, right. Anyway, coming back to the story, yes. um, Colin said, you know, we knew it was Susie's birthday coming up. He said, I said, well, can I, 
can you make something? Make, and, she, and, he, and we think we're going through this kind of Spanish phase. Right. And Susie had a, a few Spanish phases. You know, there was one round Boomerang and there was... Right. But um, he made this beautiful, he found this fabric. It was always the fabric kind of came first. And Colin was doing lots of things with roses. So it was a real dark emerald green ball gown, really. Ooh. Very un unsusy, but maybe yeah. pre-goth, who knows. Yeah. With blood red roses on a dark green emeraldy kind of thing. But multi-layered, like different, and it kind of a small train. Quite backless, long sleeves. I can sleeves. see it already. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was. I just remember it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that, and I don't know how it went down. It was appreciated. It was well, appreciated. I, I think. Oh, who, it, I think wouldn't, it, who wouldn't appreciate a, a, a spiffy new item of clothing? Um, I was thinking that when you said Spanish, I was thinking it was going to be a like a fire jacket. I had one of those little jacket cut close, you know, very close to your waist. Oh, like a bolero? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Well, we had those things. In fact, they had those uh, the photographs that Anton Corbin took of yes. Susie in Spain. Yes, I've seen uh, those pictures. They're great. For Boomerang. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. those costumes, uh, the, the jackets we're wearing, which were actually suits, were would be made for the festival, the annual festival in Spain. Because there's a connection. See, I went to Spain, to Valencia, when I was younger, and I remember yeah. seeing, you know, I, I stayed opposite the, the bull ring, you know, and they have this big festival. More because they have this big festival with these huge heads. Like, they make these heads out of uh, paper oh, mache. Yeah, yeah, and they stick them on the back of trucks. And then they set them alight, you know, ah, which I thought yeah. was great, you know. But I did admire the clothes. So I've always had a little bit of, you know. Well, they were traditional traditional tailoring, yeah. very Im impractical th th yeah. because they seem to be made for um, almost theatrical. Yeah. in a way but the jacket the, the sleeves were longer the cut was kind of strange because they were designed to roll up and put on the back of the horse oh okay yes you know and mm -hmm. you could get a thicker version to act as a blanket as well oh, so okay. so it was like it's a strange mix of like an old style and practicality right um i still i might even still have mine somewhere well i hope you're gonna you know model them for us <laughs> i'd like to see them the waist maybe a little bit so so what what about your most favorite birthday on the road can you remember that i mean i don't remember having birthdays on the road because i was always in the studio but um i do remember having simon's birthday on the road which was always pretty exceptional you know uh not really I'm thinking that the, what I do remember is I had to wait a long time before I remembered it. <laughs> but um, again, it was the creatures. When the creatures when came, let's see, how it wasn't. We we got back together as the Banshees for the seven-year itch. Uh, where tour. was that? Where was that you played the first time with that? Well, we rehearsed on the East Coast, so we must have played. We were up in Woodstock. Burzville, yeah. we were rehearsing there. Right. Um, and we did like six dates, so hence the seven year itch. We ah. did six shows because we couldn't, we, we were aiming for Coachella, the festival. In I thought that's what I was going to say Coachella, the festival. That's what I was remembering. Yeah. And I think it was post that tour and we went over, we got an invitation at the last minute to go over to Japan and do uh, a couple of slots, I think, at, I'm going to say, Sun Sonic is that what it's called? Summer Sonic, I think it is. Anyway, p 
post that or on the way was it that the first time yes it was i we had um i think we had x girl opening for us they're a japanese trio and the their manager was a friend of Leonardetto who oh, right the the drummer the yes Jap- right. japanese taiko player with right. the, the the troupe kodo and um we organized a recording session in Tokyo after everybody had left to go home. Susie and I stayed behind. It was on my birthday. Ah, good. It was the 21st of August, and it would be 2002. Wow. I think it would be. Yep. 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Curious Creatures is created and presented by Bol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. Associate producer, Sophie Spare. Social media, Margie Taylor. Art and logo design, Justin Thomas K. Music production, Jackknife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web, and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com. I love saying www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com. <laughs> And you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter, at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram and at doubleelvisfm on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2021.